Greetings, PBIC. Welcome to the Post-Church Podcast, a time where we reflect on the Sunday sermon and answer some practical questions. My name is Neil, and I'm here with Pastor Sean. So we're continuing in the Sermon on the Mount series, and today's sermon was on Matthew chapter 7, verses 7 through 12. So before we dive into the Q&A, Pastor Sean, would you be so kind to give us a summary of the sermon? Sure. Today's sermon was just continuing where Pastor Billy left off last week. Today we discussed the passage that says that we should ask, seek, and knock when coming to God in prayer. And we also discussed the golden rule. Now we know that uh, the world has its own interpretation of this passage, but today we discussed how to rightly view these passages and how to apply them to our lives. All right, so going into the Q&A, the first question, you did start off the sermon by saying, how do we rightly approach God in prayer? So what exactly should us as Christians ask, seek, and knock for in prayer? Right. We made it a point uh, today to point out that there are qualifications to this. This isn't a blank check, if you will, to just ask for anything and behave in any sort of way and expect that God would give us whatever we ask for. There are qualifications. So the first qualification is the obvious one, um, that he is our father and that we are his children. In the message I shared that Paul in the New Testament says that we should always be examining ourselves to see if we are in the faith at all. So that's the first step. Mm-hmm. The second step as um, according to 1 John 3.22, it says that we ask and we receive as we obey his commandments. So it's a call for obedience. Are we obedient children? And then there's actually another layer to this. Uh, in the book of James, James chapter 4, verse 3, it says, When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your own pleasures. So are we asking for things out of a selfish, um, from a selfish place with selfish motives, or are we asking for things that honestly and truly glorify God and serve others? So those are some of the qualifications we should think about even before we start asking. I like that. Uh, I like that um, you mentioned the qualifications, right? You said the first one was uh, to know that he is our our father. Um, and also only applies to his children. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, we must know if we are in faith and that we feel like truly his children, right? Right. So we, uh, you know, it doesn't, when we pray, God, uh, Christ does not tell us what to really ask, seek, and knock, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we might ask for these things um, and we don't, sometimes we don't get what we ask for, like you mentioned, right? Right. We say things, and when that happens, consequence-wise, like for us, we might say, like, we say things like, oh, man, he's not listening to us, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like, why do we even do this, you know? The question, basically, in that is, like, why do we feel that way? And if we do feel that way, in the sense that if we don't get our answers through prayer, does that really mean that we're not saved? It's a good question. So the way to think about this is, is first, we have to understand that we are children. And there's a reason why Christ uses the example of fathers and sons or Mm -hmm. fathers and children. It's because we have to have a modicum of 
um, faith in that he knows better than we do. So if we ask for something that isn't to our physical or spiritual uh, benefit, but in fact is to our detriment, and he doesn't give that to us, at that point we have to have the faith to believe that he has a better plan, that he knows best, mm-hmm. and that his plan for the course of our life um, is one that ultimately glorifies him. And that's the point of our entire lives. Um, Jeremiah says um, that I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. And that would kind of be the, uh, the foundation of that. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Um, which uh, leads me to the next question. I know we talked about the second half was about uh, verses um, 11 and 12. And talks about the famous golden rule. Right. Um, so you mentioned that, you know, there is the secular version of the golden rule, which in a nutshell is to be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, in an overview, what is the main difference, would you say, between the Christian version of the golden rule is versus the secular version of the golden rule? So the main difference would be where you start from. I quoted C.S. Lewis, and that quote was that the first qualification of judging anything, whether it's a corkscrew or a cathedral, is to first understand why something was made. Mm -hmm. So we have to start from there. Why were we made? According to that Westminster Confession, that, that shorter catechism, the answer was that our purpose is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Now, would the secular person affirm that? No, they wouldn't. So when they look at the golden rule, they're looking at it from the perspective from, from the perspective of a relative humanist, right? So they're looking at it from from their own selfish perspective. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you would just mean be nice to each other. The Christian though recognizes that their purpose is to glorify God. So if they're stepping outside of their purpose, they would want someone to come to them and tell them that. And reciprocally, they would do the same thing to someone else and tell them when they're in error. And, of course, do this um, out of a love and a concern. That's the main difference, I would think. Right. Uh, Like you said, like the world standard, if you love me, if you were to love me, you would do nothing. Or, like, while I did something that was harmful, you know, to those around me. But in a Christian way, Mm -hmm. it's like you would call that out. Right. So I think a a good example of this, like a practical example of this, I was thinking about this the other day. If I had the stove on Mm -hmm. and my son was in the kitchen and he's reaching up to touch it, um, if I don't do anything, there's only two reasons why. One, I truly don't care for the kid. (laughs) I I don't like him. And if he puts his hand on there and burns himself, well, then... You know, I just, I just don't care. The other option is that I don't do anything because I don't believe the stove is hot. Mm. So for the so-called Christian, if they see that their brother is living in sin and they say nothing and they don't essentially care, one, do they believe that the chief end of man is to glorify God? Mm. Or do they truly just not love that brother? 
That's what I say. It's good. The end. The end goal is what is the chief like? Like the Westminster Confession, right? The right. first one is what is chief end of man mm-hmm. to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. Um, so there's a there's another rule apparently. Is there in uh, popular culture? Well, I don't know if it's popular, but okay, uh, it's in. I, I see it around in the healthcare field. Well, being a nurse. Um, Going through nursing school, I learned about this. We learned about the golden rule, but then there's another rule amongst this called the platinum rule. The platinum. Right. And uh, do you know what that means? No, I, I've never heard of the platinum rule. So seems pretty important. What What's the uh, What would be the golden rule? Like, do unto others, others as you would have them do unto you. Right. Right. Treat them as you would want them to treat you. Right. Something exactly. Like yeah. So the platinum rule: treat others. As they would like to be treated. But do you see that right there? Platinum right. is better than gold. Ah. Right? Okay. So I think they picked platinum for a reason. But go ahead. I, I don't know what it is yet. <laughs> let's let's hear what it is. No, that's I did not think about it that way. Yeah. It's it's funny. Um and it being a it's a secular thing. Yeah. Right? We don't it's not a mm-hmm. we don't see that in a Christian context. Yeah, they, they didn't pick the silver rule. <laughs> the silver rule. Yeah. So Platinum rule, treat others as they would like to be treated. Unlike the golden rule, the platinum rule understands and accommodates the fact that not everyone wants to be treated the same way. Mm-hmm. It says that we should treat people like how they want to be treated, regardless of how we personally prefer to be treated in similar situations. Right. Um, so I can see that, you know, like in like nursing, mm-hmm. you don't want to, like you, it's all about the empathy in nursing, right? Like mm-hmm. you, uh, you have your patient, and you want to please them, make sure they're comfortable in what they're doing. So mm-hmm. treat them as what they would like to be treated, which is different from, I guess, another person. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, the question is: Is this rule completely wrong from a Christian perspective, or is there something that we can talk about? No, I, I don't think it's completely wrong in the sense that. It's taking the golden rule and simply corrupting it. So you're going to find some overlap. Mm -hmm. You will find some overlap. So if you have a patient who's in a hospital and he's in a bed um, and he wants an extra pillow, there's nothing wrong with giving him an extra pillow. Uh, The golden rule would apply there as well. It applies in both cases. So there is some overlap with the golden rule and the platinum rule. The difference is when you talk about first principles. What's the first principle? For us to glorify God and to joy forever. Mm. In the platinum rule, in, in that paradigm, um, their ultimate goal, ultimate um, end, their ultimate purpose is to glorify themselves, is mm. to be comfortable, is to enjoy their life because their God is essentially themselves. themselves. That's, that's a good way to look at it. Um, and it's like, it's very, there's no like set absolute mm-hmm. truth in that sense, right? Like how everyone can be treated however they want to be treated. Exactly. Um, the important thing to note is that there is overlap. There is overlap. Yeah, there is, yeah. But when you think about first principles, that's where the big diversion starts. Thank you, Pastor Sean, uh, for shedding some light on that. Going forth this week, what are some questions that we can think about? Already. So, first question is acknowledging that we are truly his children, 
that he is our father, we are his children, and that we have been living in obedience, have we been asking, seeking, and knocking in our prayers? Or have we just been living in a kind of quiet resignation and not really sharing with God what's on our hearts? That's the first question. Second question, how can we glorify God in our vocation, our educational pursuits, our business, etc., etc.? And finally, the third question, understanding the golden rule in its totality, like we had described today, how can we now treat others like we want to be treated? All right. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Um, so we look forward to answering those questions uh, this week. And until next Sunday, let us strive to live all of life to the glory of God. Thank you.